Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. And we're back. And we're back with a ooh. on a very important date. Oh yeah, thirty-one years ago <laughs> today we met at a church uh, dance. Really? When, yes, <laughs> I know you know because you already were talking well, cause, about cause it. You, how can I forget? I know. I'm yeah, delightful. I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> so delightful. <laughs> yeah, thirty-one years ago I walked into a crowded, dimly lit place. Basically, he couldn't see what I really looked like. <laughs> well, on our first date, I couldn't remember what you looked like, and you Neither didn't remember. You walked up, <laughs> and, and I was like, like can I help you? I'm like, oh, I think that's her. <laughs> so, yeah, it was dimly lit. Yeah. D- uh, you know, cast no judgment there. I just knew she's beautiful, and I needed to talk to her, but I didn't know how. So you came <laughs> up and talked to me about asking a friend of yeah. yours to dance. Hey, Trent just-, just got off his mission. Go go ask him uh, to, to dance. I was like, all right. You're like, and then you did. And I'm like, oh, shit. She's, yes. Kind of backfired in your face. Because <laughs> Trent was a handsome boy. Trent, Trent, he had the uh, most beautiful blue eyes I've ever seen in my he life. He looked like a, a young Mel Gibson. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And uh, with better hair. And he was very And short. less anti-Semitic. Yes. I hope. <laughs> well, maybe. Who I don't knows? know. He moved to Turkey. So I don't He may be. I have no idea. I'm not going to pass judgment or start rumors. I don't either. But Trent's Whatever. a great guy. He is a good guy. And so. I, I have to give him some credit because I, because he danced with you and made me kind of go, well, no, I want to dance with her. So then, of course, the our famous story of, well, I then said, you uh, you should come over. We're having a barbecue. Big, big shindig. A bunch of people going to be there. And I said, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, Let me sure. see what's going on. All right. So as soon as you were out of earshot, I informed everybody they were coming over for a barbecue. And uh, Valen told a lot of people to come bring, uh, you know, marinated chicken and such. So, uh, yeah, that's, that was the beginning of the end, or that's how it started. That was the beginning of the end. (laughs) (laughs) Little did you know what you were signing up for. That is very factual. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, it's been a, who knew? It's been a long haul. (laughs) (laughs) 31 years. Yeah. In a row. That's, That's, uh, yeah. Well, kind of, mostly. Well, we had a break when you <laughs> broke up with me when I was serving my Mormon mission with the Whitney Houston song on cassette tape, I Will Always Love well, You. you know, it was a way to let you yeah, down fuck easy. Fuck off, sir. You got one shot at I gave you one more shot. That's all you get. You fuck it up anymore and you're done. Yeah. You realize, wait, what have I done? And then I fixed it. Yeah. So Frantically. <laughs> Frantically. So, um... We recently, um, we had a, a, a weekend together, but yet apart. So this, this, this is how dedicated of, to our craft that it we was, are. We were away together. Yeah. So um, originally I had a trip to New York for this weekend planned, but then another obligation. Because you were le- lecturing. Right. And present, it was kind of a TED Talk type of uh, thing that um, ended up, t- great group, uh, Scott Froome, a uh, periodontist in um, in New York City, um, puts on the AID uh, Association of uh, Integrative Dentistry, and and because he he had um, what was the Medici uh, effect where 
um, way back, the people that started the Renaissance, uh, the Medicis, they they decided to bring out the great thinkers, great people from all different things, not just the same group that people that can collaborate together. You know, you get Da Vinci there and you get Michelangelo together and you get all these people to collaborate that you make a better uh, event, better everything. And so that was a whole intent was have people with a whole bunch of different uh, perspectives to share. Cause I had a, there was a guy there was a cardiologist. So of course I picked his brain saying, uh, can you get me off my meds? Cause uh, I want way too many. This, this, this sucks. They're not voluntary. I don't, I don't know that I'm supposed to. And they're not suppositories, right? <laughs> Cause I'm taking it wrong. They look like they are. <laughs> they're huge. So, um, but so she, Holly had to go to, um, Dallas. And so we just kind of altered the trip. We, we flew to Salt Lake together. Yes. And then I got on the plane to literally, we got off the plane and directly onto another plane. Like, yeah. Our gates were across the walkway from the gate, we, the uh-huh. gate we came through. So immediately I went to New York and you went to Dallas and we did our spent two days doing our thing. I was in a course, um, for medical billing and you were in a course Well, you were at the, the, the TED, TED talk, talk conference and then, um, we both got on a plane and we flew back to Salt Lake mm-hmm. and I picked you up at your gate mm-hmm. just like we did back in 1999. And then we both loaded a flight home to mm-hmm. Seattle and then we flew home and, and for those that wonder chivalry is not dead. I got bumped to first class and gave and my gave ticket to me. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at me. How's that? It was delightful. It sucked. <laughs> I'm in the back going, wait a minute. <laughs> What, what have I done? You sent me a text. Wait a minute. I want my seat back. Come trade with me. Yeah. You didn't even respond. Nope. Turn my phone off. <laughs> Fuck off. It's news so, Yeah. That was, I don't know. I, I was, I, I just kept counting on you getting bumped and upgraded to be next to me. And that just didn't happen. So, but luckily we had a day to, to recover and sleep in and just kind of veg. Cause I knew today was going to be chaos. Yeah. You had a major surgery today with a recovering addict, which was. That's always fun. And stressful and, but it, it, it turned out okay. I think he's going to have an amazing result. I, oh, I think it's going to be great. We've but, already done his mom and mm-hmm. it, the transformation's just spectacular that way. Yeah. I had visions. We had another recovering addict uh, in January. Oh my God. That was so traumatic for our <laughs> anesthesiologist. What the fuck? At one point, the guy just, he was just done and ran down the hall. It, his body fought the anesthesia the entire time. It he was, was arguing with me. the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, dude, it, it's, it's like those crazy people that you see on television shows that are so strung out on crack that they like lift a car and yeah, just yeah and so he he decided he was done kind of bit my fingers he, he's flapped he's got implants placed oh, yeah. but but nothing insane. else the anesthesiologist was like i can't give him any more drug there's literally nothing left to give him yeah and he run down i mean i guess the bathroom looked like a, a dexter oh, it room looked like a Dexter kill room. He, there was blood splattering on the walls in the hallway, going to the elevator to the main bu- yeah. part of the building, and yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, so today went much better. <laughs> I had visions still, of January, but oh my today God. went so much better. And I felt so bad because we hadn't had this anesthesiologist back since that last time. And I, I didn't thought, realize it. it was, I was like, oh my God, does he think that the reason we didn't have him back was because that happened? Mm-hmm. And it was just such a freak thing. I mean, yeah. the guy today. Well, to be fair, we have uh, several cases. We just say, hey, you probably don't need to be sedated. <laughs> no, let's not do that. We don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so, I've probably done like four or five arches without it going, why aren't they sedated? This yeah, sucks. Yeah, but <laughs> still, I mean, yeah. that 
when they're recovering addict, it's, it's, it's so unpredictable. Yeah. Like the guy that I did, we had his blood drawn today and we spun it for your membranes. It was so crazy. Trying that to do PRF. The PRF it ne never, never congealed. Yeah. It never turned into a plug. I went to pull it and it was all still liquid but all of the blood underneath it had the red blood cells. Yeah. All had congealed and it was solid, but everything above it was liquid. It was so bizarre. Mm -hmm. So I finally just pulled the, the liquid mm -hmm. at the, what it's called, uh, the PRF the PR, uh, PRP, I guess at that point. Yeah. So I pulled the PRP into a syringe and then I put it I in. I guess it would be PRF still, but uh, just, yeah. And then I put it in the cooker to thicken it up yeah. so that you would have some kind of the alb. PRF. Yeah. Yeah. So membrane to pack in there so it would stay and take yeah. a while this to guy and this was amazing how much granulation tissue was i mean take the get the teeth out the the hygienists out there that that really love seeing teeth with caked on barnacles uh so they can scale them off well here i extracted full-on caked on barnacle teeth and but as a result it was really hard to reflect the tissues Try, just trying to get it, uh, it to stop bleeding. I mean, there was just so much extra tissue to to bleed that uh, it was just. Yeah. And, and we had already done quad therapy on him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just. We started just to give people that no charge. We, yeah. we don't charge for it. We just have them cavatroned. Yeah. And it's either that's just how bad it was or a sign of how piece of shit my hygienist is. So it's. Oh, that's it could be both. So <laughs> let's hope, hope it's the ladder. <laughs> it's the ladder. You just had so much. Um, but so yeah, that was our day to day and yeah. our weekend of uh, CE. And, yeah. um, I ended up getting up and walking out of my CE, um, before it was done. Cause I don't like the dick measuring situation that occurs when meatheads meet dentists. So you, you can't go to any dental CE. I know. Cause it's mostly it, dick it is measuring. a huge it's a struggle for me. Did you say huge? <laughs> Dude, what other kind of stretches do you do? What the fuck is that? I have Meathead number one giving me the lecture who used to be, a, what's it called again? Kind I don't know. I wasn't there. But I told you. It's oh, I wasn't trainer. listening. Fuck off. <laughs> it's that stupid training that, oh, you know how somebody's a blah, blah, blah? Well, they'll tell you. Oh, CrossFit. Yeah. Okay. okay. That fucking CrossFit coach <laughs> and he's got no neck and I'm looking at him and I'm like, dude, what? Put some pants on. He's wearing shorts <laughs> at his lecture. Fucking loser. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he thinks he's all that in a box of chocolate. He, the thing that no one told him is that he's fucking old. Hmm. So I'm sorry. There is a limit. You can still have a great body and be older, but there's a limit. And then he, when the other meathead who's trying to be your friend in the audience is like what other stretches do you want what's your bench and then they he's like well why don't you come up here and i'll show you and then the next really? thing you know they're working out together in this conference and i'm like i'm fucking out of here i don't have time for your guys bullshit <laughs> i have a drink waiting for me at the at the airport yeah yeah God. I just was like, what is happening? Yeah. Well, I am not. Buckle up, buttercup. I'm glad they didn't give me a please review this lecture. Oh, well, if I, you would have stayed to the end, you would have. I would have. Yeah. It's a good thing. I missed it because I've been like, what the fuck? Never again. Mm -hmm. Don't waste my time. Interesting. Okay. Well, now we all know how Holly feels about CrossFitters. 
I don't mind a CrossFitter. Just you I don't d- fucking care that you do CrossFit. Do you not listen to yourself like five minutes ago? I don't want you doing CrossFit with the other bonehead next mm-hmm. to me. Okay. Right. At a dental. Because I was gonna get fit and just like shed all this weight, and I'm doing CrossFit, but not not anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're, I, oh, you're serious. I don't know why you're laughing so hard. It's not that funny. Oh, okay. Whatever. Well, we had some or, good feedback from last yeah, week. Yeah, we, we did. I, well, you got good feedback. No one ever tells me shit. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, well, I mean, because to be fair. I don't listen. What? Yep. <laughs> well, Holly, this is an advice show. Oh, okay. Uh, I wanted to thank those people that gave us feedback because it actually makes a fucking difference and it actually makes us want to do this. Okay. All right. So let's give a um, little bit of props. I don't. I don't even know who they were. Uh, Matt Standrich really appreciated some of the words of wisdom uh, in Wichita. Shout out to Matt. Hey Matt. Hope your mom's doing well. Um, uh, review. Send great us yeah, great reviews. That'd be great. Um, we haven't had a review since October since we quit. This is true. So I really feel like somebody needs to step up their shit because, you know, I do need a little bit of recognition that. This isn't a waste of my time. <laughs> mm. Yeah, don't, uh, don't don't quit my day job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony Gonzalez, who uh, in Corpus Christi, okay. really loved uh, your comments about um, being a consultant and basically saying collect the damn money. You don't work for the fucking public. You work for your boss. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's it, I guess. Sorry, <laughs> so both uh, both our listeners really Sorry enjoyed for the that episode. Beef up. <laughs> Sorry for the letdown, folks. That was it. I see. That's how that's how hungry we are. Yeah. For I hope you're both having a great day. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gina said some nice words as well. So oh, really? she you didn't tell me about that one, didn't I? I thought, no. Oh, you told me the week before when she wanted us to play her song. Okay, well. She was happy we played her song. So okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so you've enjoyed the uh, Facebook because because we used to be that we were we'd answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. But that hasn't been the source of our uh, fodder for a little while. No, because it's like a train wreck. <laughs> it, it is, and I, it's just I just. Well, and then I got in an argument with somebody on Reddit, another dentist, because they wanted to, someone. Person was saying, uh, pissed off that they're, I'm 23 years old. My dentist uh, recommended veneers. How, this is malpractice, right? Should I turn them in? And I'm sitting there going, fuck you, you piece of shit. You don't, you don't have to say yes. And so the, the, well, it depends on what the question you asked him was. Yeah. The, well, I want this person, my teeth to look beautiful. And I've worn start. them down and there's a chip in the corner. Uh, can, what should I do? And the guy's like, pour some veneers. And the, the other dentist is like, I would never do that. Usually, uh, composite bonding is just great. So I just said, look, if, unless you're Newton Fall, fuck off. You, it's going to look like shit. Uh, the the bullshit that I see on Instagram, a lot of these guys shouldn't be publishing this shit because it looks like shit. They're just too stupid to realize well, it looks like shit. And give it another 18 months and it's like whitening your teeth. It's fucking back to yellow and now you look like... Well, no, fucking- this other dentist is like, no, you, I, I can just polish that up. Every 10 years, polish up, look good as, good as new. And I'm like, oh, then I, show me your sh- show me your Instagram. I want to see the bullshit that you think is beautiful because I'm going to tell you how, how, how shitty, shitty that is. is. I've had two... The, the problem is we do such high-end cosmetics 
cosmetics that we get the demanding people that want perfection or so damn close to it. So we have to strive for it because you don't can't recognize who really wants perfection. Well, and you can't say to somebody, oh, I have a cheap alternative. You get what you fucking pay for. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get the same shoes at Walmart that you're going to get at Nordstrom. Well, the problem is I used to try to give them, well, here's a cheap alternative. And then they'll take the cheap alternative. But no matter what, they expected the best. The best. And so then they're pissed off. They want their money back. And they tell all their friends that you're shitty, even though you're like, I gave you what you wanted. I gave you cheap. Yeah, you asked for cheap. I gave... So, uh, fuck you, you uh, Reddit dentist that, that uh, says, like, oh, just give them composites. I can't believe you would say. I don't, I cannot believe somebody would composite up somebody's tooth to make it longer and pass that off as a, con- a cosmetic alternative. It's, it, it's to patch things. And, and I love, we know lab techs and they love oh when the dentists God. use their Fucking. diagnostic wax ups and their matrices and their stuff. And then they pass it off. Like, look what I did. And they're like, fuck dude, I, I did 90% of that. All you had to do was color in, in between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> I think was, that's what Keith said. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Peter. I was like. Well, it could have been Peter. It could have been Peter. It was Peter or Keith. Okay. But they, they own their shit. I would see their stuff <laughs> yeah. on Instagram and social media, and they fucking know how to do their now, these shit. Are, these are British de- uh, dental technicians. In Europe, they love trying to match that single tooth to that smoker's tooth. Or that tetracycline yeah, tooth. Yeah, all that crazy stuff that Americans want to like cover up and hide and stuff. And these guys, they, they want to show off their skills because it takes... Amazing talent to stain it correctly, put that little craze line in there, make it look like they still smoke six packs of uh, Paul Malls. Marble, marble lights. Marble red. So I'm filtered. <laughs> that's a lucky strike. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All I know you is what, both. I only know what clove smells like. <laughs> I'm like someone smoking clove. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're skipping Reddit for a little while. And Holly has... And it's not really... We're skipping it. It just is like... Because you got some pretty good stuff that, that can, can really jap my hide. So. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. What was that first one? Uh, I gave them to you. Oh, so you passed the buck. I just passed it all the way to the other chair. Son of a bitch. So Holly's in this... Uh, Dental team member group? I what, don't was fucking it? even know what it's okay. called. Well, it's usually anonymous member will post <laughs> a question. Anonymous team Anonymous member. member like has lots of problems. There's a lot. Anonymous con- has got a fucked up life. <laughs> All right. So we had a situation today where a parent was being very hostile towards office staff when they brought their teenage kid in. They were demanding treatment be done even though the kid hasn't been seen in years and obviously needs to be seen for an exam first. Treatment recommended years ago won't always be the same treatment now. Anyways, this was explained multiple times to the parent. It was explained multiple times, and the parent was still belligerent and hostile towards both front office and clinical staff. The doctor is hesitant to dismiss the patient, pussy, because the kid is very nice and the doctor doesn't feel like the kid should be punished. Not, not entirely wrong. To note, this is the first time this parent has come with the child. We have always interacted with mom prior to this, and it's our first time meeting this other parent. Would it be possible to reach out to mom and explain what happened today and request a different guardian come in with the patient? Not really sure how to go about what the doctor is hoping for. Any advice would be great. Thanks. So, okay. So what so, did you say? I, or are you going to want to leave with something well, else? Well, my, my question <laughs> is, so you've got two different parents bringing this child in, and one of the parents is is the patient, is a, a regular patient with you? 
not entirely sure from this post. It's just that the, they haven't seen the kid in a long time. And usually when they did see the kid, they always saw the mom. So, so they I'm, finally saw this, this other, other parent. parent. And I I get not wanting to throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. You don't throw the kid out. You don't throw the mom out. But there needs to be a conversation with whoever is the primary adult patient that you have. Mm-hmm. That's, if you've never met this one before, this is not the primary person. Yeah. And, you, and if you've known the other person a long time, you have a relationship. And if the last time you saw this kid was December of 2019, guess what? You're going to be in very big trouble if you don't take x-rays and do a, a full comprehensive exam on this kid. You cannot not do the exam. Did they get specific on what was being argued? Because, um, it sounded like they wanted him to just have his treatment and not, um, yeah, the original treatment, but they haven't, weren't weren't even allowing diagnostics to be taken to see what's going on. Okay. Yeah. It's, but I feel like, well, a lot of people forget the treatment plans usually have by default in the small print. This is only valid for 60 days or 90 days or something like that. Yeah. But it's also it's It's usually a financial thing but it's part of me was i'm reading this and all i can see is that bitch at the front desk (laughs) doing swinging her head and rolling her eyes and being oh no 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 that's what you do no no i don't (laughs) i am just very matter of fact yeah and i always quote i have not seen XYZ mm-hmm. in over three years, I legally cannot see your child yeah. without an exam and x-rays. So if that doesn't work for you, I'm sorry, but my job is to protect the doctor's license mm-hmm. and your child's well-being. So yeah. Yeah. it's completely up to you how you would like to proceed. One will be in this office and one will be somewhere else. Right. No, I, and there's a couple of things, uh, the way we run things in the office, we would have nipped this in the bud at the very beginning because it would have been, no, they're, they're due for an exam and they wouldn't have been brought back without already establishing, no, we're doing an exam first. We're doing x-rays and exam. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Well, also I don't like parents in the operatories. I don't know why there's a parent anywhere past the front door. Right. So all of this would have happened at the very, very beginning and either they would have left Immediately, because you, you wouldn't let the parent back. And well, that, that's my thing. So if the child is too young to sit independently in the chair, mm-hmm. we will allow the parent to come back and hold the child. Mm-hmm. But if the child will not hold still on the mom's lap, they all go. Mm-hmm. Now, once your kid is old enough to sit in a chair by themselves. So three or four, they come back by themselves. Yeah. We don't, we don't have operatories set up for an audience. Yeah. And usually it's a control thing. The parent wants to be in control, their helicopter, all that kind of stuff. It's also a control thing on my part. I don't like having the kids manipulate the parents to, so they'll, they'll behave very poorly if the parents in the room, kids actually behave pretty well when they're, not there with the parent. Now I'll always make sure that I'm never alone with the child. I've always had my assistant in the room and things like that. I never want to set things up for he said, she said, or anything like that. But I 
do think a lot of people run offices poorly by saying, you know, just bring the parent back. Yeah. Well, you're setting there yourself should up. never be a parent back there. There should always be a secondary person. Mm-hmm. The assistant. And it, there should always be an open door. The, our operatories are completely open, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Everybody, it's, it's less important, but you can still have yeah, people. But I had a mom who was completely phobic, super high strung. And she brought her kids to us for the first time. And which is always weird to me because we don't see the mom. Hmm. And the um, assistant came out front to get their daughter. And she started to walk to the door. I said, oh, your daughter has appointment. You don't have an appointment. There's not room back there for you. So go ahead and sit down. She's going to be just fine. And the daughter was completely fine with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. The mom was the one having a total panic attack. And the doc- daughter went back. She had her appointment. She came out. She's like, her mom was like, are you okay? And she's like, that was so much fun. That was great. You're, these parents are fucking up their kids. Yeah. The kid was like, I finally got away from you. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Well, that's exactly what I said <laughs> to you after all three of the kids came back and they mm-hmm. had, and they were all super happy and the mom like needed to take a pill. Mm-hmm. She had the vapors or something. She was <laughs> dressing out. The, and I was like, I was like, ma'am, you brought them to an appointment. This is not a pediatric. Yeah. You know, they're not going to. Yeah, we're not a pediatric office. It should be obvious with the art and everything going on in the place. Yeah. So if you need the the way that pediatric offices run, go to a then pedi- go to a pediatric office. But the reason that you're not at a pediatric office is because you don't want your kids to be at a pediatric office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but pick your poison, bitch. I I just don't understand that. First of all, if you're allowing the parents to go back into the operatory, even if you're friends with the fucking parents, this is not their appointment. Mm-hmm. This is how you teach people to adult mm-hmm. is you take them back, you ask them questions. And I hate to say this, this may be the only appointment that those kids get with another adult that they can share something that is going on in their family. Right. To be honest, this is a way for these kids to expose the abuse that's going yeah, if on. There is a, if there is an abusive situation, this is their only shot. They're not going to have this shot anywhere else. They're not likely to come out with it. So you have to read the signs and all that kind of stuff. You have to read the signs and you have to go. It might be, you know, your third appointment with them and they finally trust you. Well, and this is where you're looking at, huh, sweetie, are you having some problem with acid reflux? This is how you find out if Mm -hmm. there's bulimia going on. They're never going to say, oh yeah, I go in the bathroom and barf every lunch because I'm afraid I'm going to be fat in front of their mom sitting in the, in their operatory room. Mm -hmm. There's that. There it's. If you have parents going back into your operatories, you're idiots. There's a lot of idiots out there. I know. God damn it. So what did the uh, idiots or the consensus, what did they say to this anonymous member? Um, they all told her to be really, really ca- careful with it. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, so it's definitely a delicate situation. And, you know, there's a couple of valid, you know, is this a divorce situation? You need to be really careful about shit talking one parent over the other parent. But if there's an aggressive situation you need to have a policy in place in your office yeah. that your leadership is going to fu- hence the last one last time or two times ago when they had to send their front desk home to think about how she getting abused by the patient was her fault yeah. fuck off yeah 
dumbasses. You need to have. It's it's a non-issue when you have things when it's just legal. It's it's well, shouldn't even that, be a debate. And and to me, this would have been super easy. All the doctor had to do was say, "I am legal, legally obligated to do an exam on your child mm-hmm. and to di- re-diagnose yeah. what is going on." So that, a, this is a non-negotiable. We don't even can't even debate this. I, what's amazing to me is so many doctors pussy, don't. Pussy, pussy. They don't know how to communicate. No, they don't. They they don't know how to communicate at all, socially, in business. Well, and too many, like when I had gone down to an office recently and I just kind of put the the line in the sand and said, no, this is the way it's going to be done. Uh, I'm not going to waver from this. So if you want this other alternative, you need to find someplace else. It's really easy. When you draw a line in the sand, it's really easy to be. Well, as long as you're never moving the line. Yeah. So it can't be, oh, I like this person, so I'm going to budget and give it. And I mean, we've had patients that have come back to us after 10 years and we're like, where'd you go? And they're like, nowhere. I've never, I just haven't been to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Which is always so weird to me. And I'm like, okay, so happen. just so you know, you're basically a brand new patient, but you've known me this whole time. I'm like, yeah, I know, but yeah. I haven't been hanging out in your mouth. I don't know what the fuck's well, going on. And we have a pretty standard, if every three years we're doing a comprehensive exam. Yeah, but we we have things in place, so the staff knows. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a full series of x-rays. I'm doing a panel. I'm doing an iTero scan. And if I see something funny, I'm probably doing a CBCT as well. So uh, sorry that it was only three to five years ago that we already did. If you have, like, no restorations and you're some, like, yeah, I'm not going to let it. I'm probably more like five years. But if you've got a lot going on and a lot to monitor... Well, yeah, I want to get the fine tooth comb out. But I, ju- I just don't understand why this was even. Yeah, I'm su- surprised it got why, brought up. Why it was so blown out of proportion that she took it to a forum mm-hmm. and, and asked for advice. I don't understand. Well, it sounds like a boss who hasn't empowered his team to to put the, their foot down. Well, and, and I hate to say it, it's probably a DSO where they oh, are basically hired to be targets for these people. And that could be, you know, um, it, I have no idea, but I'm sorry if you're, if you are a, a fee for service office or an office that wants to do and be better, your patient is the only one that's in the operatory. Mm-hmm. Not their entire goddamn family. <laughs> yeah. It's even even one extra person is going to change the dialogue that is happening in the operatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got time for another one. Okay. Um, anonymous member. Again. Right. <laughs> anonymous has been busy. Anonymous gets around. Uh, I work for a small dental office and the doctor only works two days a week in our location. We have an answering service and a potential new patient just left a message saying she wants an appointment. The doctor texted me at home. It's my day off and told me to call her. I am not comfortable calling patients on my personal cell phone. I have made that mistake before on previous jobs and I get calls on a Sunday about an appointment. My question is, do you have to call people from home on days off with your personal cell phone? And I'm not talking about a patient of record who's in pain. I'm talking about a non-emergent appointment. What, uh, Yappy? So, yeah, Yappy is a great option. That's what we use. Yeah. Um, Because I can text patients from my computer and Mm -hmm. I can 
com- have a conversation with them and not have it be so creepy. Yeah. But also, I mean, I don't totally disagree that using your personal cell phone because yeah, once they're in your their contacts, then- yeah, but then you could just block them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's always an option, but yeah. okay, now I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Our daughter just came home, and uh, so we we paused for a second. So then. I'm gonna I've, I will have edited out the gap, um, but you'll probably wonder why did they lose their train of thought? They were like <laughs> literally mid thought, and suddenly it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, per, calling from your personal cell phone. Uh, you know, I I kind of gotten stuck with that a few times, and I don't appreciate it because people. When you're at the front desk and you've known these people for 20 years, they feel like now that they have your phone number, they have a right to just send you a quick text because it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it's annoying. Yeah. It's really, truly annoying. So I think, because I I think, especially when- My other question, really quick. I'm going to pause because I'm going to forget because I like have early onset Alzheimer's, I think. Yeah, Um, I believe it. if If the call was so important, why didn't the doctor just call? Exactly. Why did he need to take and push his shit onto her personal time? Well, not only that, this this is a new, I think it was a new patient, right? Yes. So here's, it's, this is a new patient. This isn't an emergency. This isn't, you should have a protocol in place to handle these kinds of well, things. Is it just you and this person that work your entire office? You don't have a hygienist that can make the call or an assistant that can make the call? Or whoever's currently working your front desk can yeah. make the call. I, I I I just think it does need to be something like Yappy, where you can make that type of interaction without yeah, giving but, up your. But my biggest problem is he's pushing his need. Well, we'd onto, have to find out. Is this uh, what? What do they normally do? Does this happen all the time? Well, it sounds like she's surprised. Okay, because it it seems to me that if he's only there two days a week, this has to have come up before. What yeah. What is their normal protocol? Unless she's a new hire and doesn't realize, wait a second, why am I having to do things on my days off? It, that, that's, if you're going to be a two-day-a-week doctor, then there has to be something in there to, to compensate for the people. Because I, I think it shouldn't be ignored for the other six days. Yeah, I agree with five. that. But there needs to be, like, we're only there three days a week. Mm-hmm. And we we need to start we're working on getting somebody at least coming and answering our phones a couple of days well we were uh, we had a service days. we had a service that was handling our leads and things 5 days a week so yeah. we weren't doing anything on weekends although i would monitor the stuff and and quite often respond through the dashboard so that it was not my personal phone that they got but i wasn't expecting anybody else to do that but if if we were not using that service uh, then yeah, there's some. There has to be somebody because it is four days a week off. It, that's a long time for people to leave a message. What if they call Wednesday but, night? But you also don't... have to think. Okay, if, if they're only working two days a week for you, they are most likely working for somebody else mm-hmm. the other three to four days a week, mm-hmm. and they have another obligation that isn't you. Right. So if it's that important to you, you need to hire someone to be fielding those calls. Or you need to get yappy, mm-hmm. and you need to do it yourself incognito. Or it, it needed to have been at the time you hired them. Hey, I'm going to be expecting you to be returning new patient calls or whatever, and there needs to be some sort of compensation. If this is your right. personal time, then you know ten dollars a phone call or or something to to make you not 
go resent it and, and try be, to find another job and be on an anonymous poster in a Facebook group. <laughs> I just, I, it, it's mind boggling. <laughs> I see me. both sides, but, but they should have established this before now. Yeah. It's a little late now to start having that. Cause I'm, I'm married to you. Mm-hmm. I work at the office and I'm still irritated if you say, I need you to call so-and-so oh, I know. and it's a Saturday and I'm like, I see it in your eyes. You can fucking call them. I know. I, that's what you say. Those They're, are actually the words. And people respond to the doctor. Well, and so since we do some big ticket things, I think if someone's spending $40,000, it's not an, an unreasonable ask to have the doctor call them at night uh, as needed when something goes wrong. If, you know, an arch of PMMA, it it's often breaks. Well, who's going to be there to fix it? So I... I think the personal cell phone of the doctor, I do think people do respect it more so they don't abuse it. That's why we still get people that if they have both of our numbers, they're, they're messaging you mostly and not me. And so, and now I have do not disturb. Yeah, I know. I've, I've noticed how you've learned the nuances of the iPhone. So they can text me all they want, but they get a response. Holly's not available. Holly's driving. Holly's. (laughs) leaving holly's <laughs> quit her job and run away no, no there's there's that yeah. so i think we had time for one more okay okay anonymous member man this person is everywhere <laughs> needy 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 they are busy <laughs> and they work for a shitty ass dentist I, sounds like it okay we have a nice family that comes to our office with two teen boys unfortunately every time the boys come in for their six-month recare each of them has five to seven cavities, most likely from all the soda and energy drinks at school all day long. Even though they have insurance, mom is extremely sick of all the copays and announced that the boys will be paying their copays from now on since they refuse to take care of their teeth properly. Their balance is over $300 at 90 days now. Technically, I know the parents are responsible for the bill, but how do we go about collecting the copays without the balance getting bigger and bigger? We can't not treat the kids because the parents are adamant the kids pay for it themselves. Such a weird situation. First, maybe you shouldn't suck so bad at fillings that they don't last very long. Well, we've had we've had <laughs> patients, a lot of these young athletes that are coming in that, you know, they've seen us for 20 years and they've actually never had a cavity. They go off to college and they are playing, you know, soccer and they're all these alcoholic drinks that are mixed with you know red bulls and shit like this and Mm -hmm. they have no idea they're just having a great time and then they come in and they have 11 cavities and you hate to do cavities so in order for you to have to fill those teeth they have to have substantial yeah they they gotta they gotta exist it can't be that well i see you have two pixels here yeah fuck, fuck the pixels i remember i sat down with both of them. I had two girls and they were both college soccer players and Mm -hmm. I, and they both had the exact same thing. They came home for Christmas and they came and I sat them both down. I said, this is what's happening. You need to fucking knock it off. (laughs) And both of the girls looked at me and I said, you're going to end up losing your teeth because you're trying to do this cool thing with these girls in your soccer team. All the four loco. And you keep this up. And you're going to be a mess. And I said, right now you need to take this $1,500 bill to your mom Mm -hmm. because she's going to have to pay this. And I don't know if she's going to make you do chores or if she's just going to suck it up, but I know she's going to be pissed because she's going to tell me all about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... 
both of the girls' moms came back to me and they're like, I don't know what you said to them, but they are so freaked out. They're like, I am never having that ever again. I, and she goes, they've asked me for floss and water mix. I'm like, good. They need to quit fucking around. Somebody well, a lot of them didn't understand that, hey, if you drink your Gatorade and then put your mouth guard in. You're marinating You're your soaking them, your teeth in. in and so, yeah. I, ha- I mean, I have this legit. I have it with every single one of my athlete mm-hmm. kids that come through. I'm like, you need to understand there is a severe consequence to doing this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, just know eventually your mom's going to quit paying the bill and this is going to end up being yours. And by the time it's yours, these aren't going to be fillings anymore. These are going to be root canals and crowns. Yeah. And I'm just with back to this question mm-hmm. um because anonymous really needs your advice well my advice to her was if the boys are under 18 mm-hmm. legally the bill is their parents so you need to bring mom in or give her a call or whatever and say i totally support the boys having to pay for this mm-hmm. but you are legally obligated to pay for dr timmerman's yeah. time and, and it's so, after 90 days, so they're going to collections, and it's going to be your, your name. Your name's going to collections. You can't pass this off on your kids. It's a great lesson you're teaching them, but you're going to pay the and price. I, and I support it. I have no problem giving them mm-hmm. the talk. P- putting their name on the, the thing and saying, address it to them. Yeah, and- I have no problem trying to scare them into it. Mm-hmm. But realistically, do they have the money to pay for it? Because the only person who's going to get in trouble is the mom. Yeah. And so I am a huge advocate. Like I have this, this whole, this whole family, this poor God bless his dad. <laughs> He's got five little girls Ooh. and they all come in and they're all under the age of like nine. And Oh, were they just in? Yeah. Okay. And they're super cute. Oh yeah. And, but the dad, um, he basically made all of his kids be guinea pigs first, but he was like, I want my kids to have good care. Cause he, I think they're from Ethiopia. I'm not really sure where they're from, I think you're right. um, but Something he like just really wanted his girls to be taken care of. And mm-hmm. so every time the girls come out, I tell them, yeah, what did they say back there? And they're like, they said I was really, really good. I said, okay, because it gets very expensive and it makes you, there's a lot of chores that end up having to be done mm-hmm. if you don't take care of your teeth. Cause if dad has to pay a bill, that's coming out of your hide mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, <laughs> and yeah, they're they mostly healthy. It, yeah, it was, they're super cute yeah, girls. And super cute. They're really trying, but yeah. I always talk to them. I talk yeah. to them every time. I talk to all of my college and high school kids because I'm like, you guys need to understand that what you do right now is important. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't. I watch a lot of offices where they're they've got so many people up front. Nobody's making that connection. Yeah. And, you know, these kids have known me since they were, you know, five. And I just think that this, this front office needs to have a coming to Jesus with mom, first of all. Mm -hmm. And then they need to have a coming to Jesus with the boys. Yeah. Support mom by, by having them come to Jesus talk with the boys saying, you got to pay this. Well, also they need to understand is once there's a filling on that tooth, there's always work to be done on that tooth. And eventually yeah. mom and dad aren't going to be paying your bills mm-hmm. and those bills are not getting any cheaper. Yeah. 
this is the cheapest it's ever going to be. Especially with Biden inflation. It's only getting worse. <laughs> but that's that's the thing is they need to understand that right now it's a one sur- surface filling. Mm-hmm. Eventually it's not going to be a one surface filling. One becomes two, becomes three, becomes the whole damn thing. Yeah. And so having that conversation with them is worth it. It's valuable. It's valuable to them as lifelong advice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I support her and being frustrated, but there needs to be a little bit of education going on in both part camps. Yeah. The mom needs some education instead of the boys. For sure. For sure. All right. All right. Well, I, I think that should wrap it up. Okay. We've probably annoyed both our listeners. Uh, so it's time for us to. Thanks for listening to us. Yeah. So please rate and review. Holly, if someone wanted to message you they directly. They don't want to message me directly. Okay. So right. they'll just message you if and then they, they'll just tell me. If they wanted to, how glo- would they? I'm Globetrotter Grub on Instagram. Okay. And. Not Travel Girl 71? No, that's my private one. Oh, okay. They're not invited to okay. do that. Gotcha. All right. Um. Or you can message me, uh, uh, Dr. Timmerman, DMD at uh, Instagram. Uh, we also have a work interferences. I forgot if still there um, it, on Instagram. We don't. It's use interferences, it. though. Oh yeah, that's, I think that's weird. Well, we you, there's a character limit, so we couldn't be working interferences too long. So we went with winterferences. Okay, still weird. It's. Uh, yeah, uh, it is what it is. It's already there. It's been right. like that Everybody's for five bored. years. Yeah, they all know. So um, we thought we would uh, end the show with uh, a song that is near and dear, but <laughs> covered by uh, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies is a super group. So back in 1995, uh, members of other punk rock bands, more pop punk than anything, uh, got together and, be, and they became a cover band called Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. So Spike Slauson of uh, Swingin' Utters and Revolts, uh, Fat Mike from NoFX, Joey Cape of Lagwagon, and Dave Ron of Lagwagon and RKL. Uh, and uh, Chris Shiflett from Foo Fighters also uh, played with them for a little while. Uh, but they uh, covered a song that, you know, given this weekend, I think was very appropriate. And it was Holly's idea, but I decided let's find someone who covers it. And, uh, me first thinking he's doing, uh, leaving on a jet plane. So, um, for Holly Timmerman, this is Lance Timmerman. Peace. I love you. All my bags are packed and ready to go. I'm standing here outside the tower. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morning. Taxi's waiting, it's blown, it's on. Already I'm so lonesome I could die. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Oh babe, I hate to go. Times I let you down, there's so many times I fucked around. I tell you now, they don't mean nothing. There's every place I go, I'll think of you. Every song I sing, I'll sing for you. When I come back, I'll bring your wedding ring. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me.
Okay.